0: Is who I am. I've been born again. The cross is my defense, my hope secure. Now my life is in your hand, on your every word I stand. Lord, I'm fighting who I am. know who I am in Christ I am alive I am a citizen of heaven and I am righteous I could go on and on because my identity is in Christ and because I have my identity in him I know there are also many things which I possess Hebrews 4:16 tells me I have access to the throne of God It says, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. I don't remember how old I was when I said my first prayer. Probably sounded something like, Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If you were blessed to grow up knowing there was a God in heaven who cared about you, I imagine that many of you said similar words to the Lord in your young days. However, I know that not all children are taught to pray when they are young, and many don't discover the blessing of being able to come before God in prayer until they are much older. Maybe that sounds more like your story. We all have stories surrounding how we have or have not interacted with God throughout our lives. Maybe we started uttering childlike prayers when we were young, or maybe we didn't cry out to God till we were much older and in a heaping mess. Maybe our childlike prayers have turned to much richer, heartfelt, p- personal ones, or maybe they still sound rote like children, or maybe even now we rarely talk to God in a personal way. No matter what our prayer journeys look like, our verse this week reveals a word of truth that is very important to us all, and it concerns our prayers. See, this truth gives us vision for what our prayer life can become. Hebrews 4.16 tells us that as believers, we have access to speak to the God of heaven, to come into his throne room. And this verse is power-packed with understanding of what that interaction should really look like. So we're going to just work our way through this week, taking in every word. Our verse begins with, let us therefore. Well, what is this referring to? A whole lot. Hebrews 4, the whole chapter, is all about believers finding rest in God. And it's really important for us to understand that our verse is in the context of this conversation about finding rest in God. I would encourage you to look at Hebrews 4 as we work our way through it. The chapter encourages believers to be diligent in finding God's rest and not to miss his rest by being disobedient. Verse 4 is a key verse in this chapter and it tells us about how powerful God's Word is in helping us to see God for who He really is and to see ourselves for who we really are too. God's Word does that in our lives when we give it time. See, when we come face to face with God and His Word it could almost send us in a scurry, maybe running from God, because we realize how much of a mess we are the more we see God and we see ourselves. But in Christ, God desires for His Word to do the exact opposite. That's why the chapter continues on as it does. Verse 13 tells us that every creature is open and laid bare before God. In other words, God's Word tells us that He already sees us through and through. We can't hide from Him. We can't scurry away from Him. He knows every need. He knows every concern, every desire, every sin, struggle, and more. Knowing that God sees us like this, open and bare, could be very intimidating and scary because He is a holy God and He can clearly see how unholy we are. Now, it sounds like that would bring a whole lot of angst, certainly not rest. But the verses that follow in chapter 4 bring us such hope about rest. Verses 14 through 15 give hope in knowing We're not left alone to deal with cleaning up our sinful selves before our holy God. Sure, he can see us through and through. He sees what a mess we are. But as believers, we have a great high priest, Jesus, who can sympathize with our weaknesses because he has been tempted in all things as we are, and he was without sin. A high priest is a mediator. He's one who goes between people and God. Jesus is our great high priest, not just a high priest. He is the great high priest. He's the mediator between us and God. Sure, God sees the mess that we are. But remember that we've already memorized in 2 Corinthians five twenty one. in Christ, he made a way for us to actually be righteous before him. And these verses also allude to this. Going back to the beginning of our verse, let us therefore, this is a whole lot to take in. See, God desires for us to have rest in Him. He desires for us to bring our every need, our every concern, our every hope and purpose to Him, knowing that as the all-powerful God, He'll be able to help us. He'll be able to meet those needs, and we'll just be able to take a deep breath and relax in His provision. See, He started with our greatest need, which was the need for righteousness, and He gave it to us in Christ. And now He's made a way for us to come to Him with every need we could ever have in our lives as well. He's opened wide the door to His throne room. And as we come to Him, we will truly be able to rest in the strength of His provision and care, not having to worry and fret and strive. God's invitation to the throne room is all about His desire to give us rest. But what did these verses in Hebrews 4 tell us? So many miss that rest because they're disobedient. See, it's God's will for us to find our righteousness in Christ and to come to Him and seek His provision and help. It's God's will for us to find our rest in knowing our purpose and in our plan for life in Him. But so many will not come to God. They disobey His will by seeking to figure it out on their own, this need to be independent of their Creator. See, many don't feel worthy before God. So they just try to work life out all by themselves. And it leaves them in a place of striving, not finding the place of rest that God intends for us to have. That's why God took these verses in Hebrews 4 to explain these basic things. And I just want to paraphrase them for you. Verse 13, God is basically saying, Look, remember, I'm God. I can already see you anyway, all the way through and through. In verse 14, God's saying, I gave you a mediator in my son, Jesus Christ. And in verse 15, he's saying he's been tempted in every way as you are. Anything I see you struggling with, well, he struggled with it too. But he was without sin, and therefore he can be your mediator. I now see you through him, through my son, Jesus Christ. So in other words, God is speaking loud and clear to us that there is no reason for us to be disobedient anymore. There's no reason for us to run everywhere else seeking rest and satisfaction. He made a way for us to be able to come into His presence right before His throne. And that's a good way for us in Christ. The good way is for us in Christ. So the verse goes on to say, Let us therefore draw near with confidence. See, we don't come before his throne as paupers, begging, wondering if we're going to be allowed in the door. No, God went to a lot of trouble to make a way for us to come, so we should have the confidence when we do. We've been invited. What does that confidence look like? Well, often in reality, I think we really miss it. I think that many times Christians can swing between two extremes when it comes to drawing near with confidence. God's plan is that we draw near with confidence. But all too often, I think we swing in these extremes. Maybe extreme number one is we don't really understand how Christ made a way. So we act like we don't belong. In other words, this lack of understanding of our position of righteousness in Christ keeps us at a distance from God. We rarely draw near in prayer because we're so heavy laden with guilt and shame that we don't feel worthy to come before God. And, and, and if we ever do, we don't really have a confidence in talking to God and finding our needs and our rest met in Him. So instead, our prayers end up sounding wooden and mechanical if we even pray at all. Or the other extreme may would be that we take this gift of going before the throne all too lightly and we just barge right in, not remembering who we are approaching, not remembering why He opened the door for us. Grateful confidence that comes from knowing God made a way for you is one thing, and you can enter His throne room knowing He wants you there, worshiping Him, excited to be there, glad that you are invited into His presence. But this idea of entitlement, that's a whole other thing. The word confidence is the Greek word parisia, and it means freedom in speaking unreservedness in our speech, speaking openly and frankly, without concealment, without doubt, or without confusion. So we have to ask ourselves, do we really believe this is our privilege to come with freedom and thankfulness and unreservedness before God and just speak to Him openly, without doubt, without confusion, trying to hide anything? Do we really understand that this is where we will find our true rest? And if we do believe this, are we being diligent to enter His throne room so we won't miss His rest that He offers to us so freely? See, when we pray, we will meet with God and see Him for who He is. The verse continues, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Oh, to understand that when we come to God, we are approaching Him on His throne, and it's a throne of grace. I often try to picture God on His throne when I talk to Him. I want to remind myself of His supreme authority and of His grace. Now, I know that my imagination is a far cry from what I'm going to see one day when I get to heaven. But it does help to remind me of His loftiness and my humble state. Can you imagine what it would be like to be asked to come to the White House and visit with the President? Or could you imagine what it would be like to be an honored guest before the throne in England? Well, magnify that in your mind a million times. Still doesn't compare with the privilege of coming before God's throne. And if you came before the president or if you came before the throne in England, it might be stilted and it it might feel awkward. But no, in front of God, it's a throne of grace. And we're invited at any time. Not only are we invited, it's God's will that we show up. And on top of that... There's no expectation of us when we come because it is truly a throne of grace. God is ready to bless us with much that we don't deserve. And so the verse concludes, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. All that we need we will find at the throne of grace. And in our presence there, we will enter God's rest. He made a way for us. He invites us to come. And his invitation is all about us being able to enter his rest that he so longs to give us. What are you in need of today? Run to the throne. You can talk to God there in a heartfelt, genuine way. He already sees you as you are. He already made provision for your righteousness in Christ. And He desires for you to be in His presence because He wants to bless you with rest. He doesn't want you to strive. He doesn't want you to feel like you're left on your own. No, you belong to the King of Kings and you are welcome before His throne. You can be assured that when you meet with Him there, you will find mercy and you will find grace to help you in your time of need. What good news this is for us to know that in Christ we possess access to the throne of God. He made a way for us, and it is His will for us to find true rest as we come before Him. This is who I am. I have been born again cross is my defense, my hope secure. Now my life is in your hand, on your every word I stand. Lord, I'm finding who I am in all